Okay, who's recording this week? I got it recording. Okay. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay. Should we do a podcast? Yeah. Okay. Today on the Geek Health Podcast, could making a TikTok get you fired from Apple? The Cobra Kai Season 5 trailer is here. Disney Plus Basic and Premium are coming to the States? What? And Ezra Miller finally seeks help. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast, episode 201. We record this on Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays, like today, with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. I'm DJ Boitano. I hope this episode is not as boring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's not boring because 200 was a very exciting episode. Oh, no, I see. Yeah. It'll be very exciting. Um, I am DJ Boitano. I do the weekday wind down and the mixtape in the afternoon zone. I'm Paul Bacino. I host at Afternoon Zone. And um, you know what's not on the cue sheet this week, but I wanted to revisit very, very briefly is the movie. What's that, Art? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it's not getting its own music bed, but I just, I, okay. I, I enjoyed listening to last week. But I, and we, we spent a lot of time on the movie Prey, which was yes. good because I think it's like a, a huge movie, you know, and that's great and everything. But what I forgot to mention about Prey in all my, gushing and lavish uh, um, love that I poured upon it is that the CGI sucks. What? After all that, nobody mentioned that? Specifically the CGI of the other animals. Not the dog, because the dog's real. The doggy is real. And not the predator, because the predator is real. Not the predator, because the predator is a man in a rubber suit. And I meant to like (laughs) list off the things I love about this movie that I could say on list. And that was, one, the monster is a man in a rubber suit. Two, Mm. we got quicksand scene. Classic Mm. movie making. uh Uh-oh, a sinkhole. Uh Uh-oh, a quicksand. It's the 80s again. I loved it so much. And it all factored into like the climax of the movie. Oh, it was so great. But what sucked was... The all the CGI animals they got them at the bargain basement, bought you know, worst CGI animal store you could possibly go to. Oh, that's a real shame. They right. used She Hulk CGI person. Boo, there we uh, go. Um, yeah. I and yeah, I, I agree in that, like, it's very noticeable that okay, this is a CGI animal and semi spoiler alert. Like, so Paul and I were talking about this, uh, the next day after our pod, and um. It was like, yeah, I, I very much noticed it, but then at the same time, it's like I don't think they're gonna practically do to a real bear what they did to that CGI bear, uh, which is not what I was asking for. <laughs> I was not asking. Please kill real bears for my entertainment. No, yeah. no, certainly not, certainly not. And and again, it's one of those things where I just don't know the ins and outs of movie making, and maybe they spent all their money on dramatic drone sweeping shots for the busty Busty naturals okay we don't need to bring that and that's oh dude oh it's happened we've Ah. now we've coined another phrase it took us 200 episodes but i'm so happy it was wonderful to look back at the last 200 episodes but now i think our next era can truly be defined by busty naturals bud i really that is gonna be such a that would be such a weird like swag t-shirt Okay. Oh my God! Right across the chest, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no, no. We yeah. will start with a solid six piece of merch and go from there. It's such a You're good. Not coming out the gate with 
but uh, yeah, it's such a great way to describe that because everyone because because I it's one of my favorite things in movies is sweeping vistas. Yeah, yeah, which is fun okay. to say as well. But guess what else? Fun to say. All right. Busty Naturals. So anyways, the CGI absolutely sucked uh, in every single moment that there was uh, CGI animals on screen, and that was uh, kind of a bummer. And I don't know what that means if that movie just, like, didn't have a big budget or, like, Brian, what do you reckon? Like, why was it like that? I think that's that's exactly why I was like that. All the animals that you notice are that are CGI are... CGI alert! Uh, they put themselves in danger, <laughs> you sure. know. Like, uh, so yeah, and and it's it's tough because like they 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 have them in like pretty intense action sequences, so they need the animals to do specific things. Of course, right? but like there are better CGI animals. I've seen. Like, I'm not asking them to go down to the Greater Vancouver Zoo and round up one of those loose. No, wolves. no, I know what you mean. Yeah, right. yeah, so, like yeah. yeah there, there, there could be. I just, I don't know. Like, like you said, I don't really know the ins and outs of how that process works. So it's like hard for me to judge. But I think, like, you know, up against the rest of the movie, it's just like I. Th- I understand some of those choices and like it, it didn't bump me as much as it seemed to to bump you. Well, I don't know if it was a bump thing as much as it was just like a you definitely noticed it. It definitely was a knock against the film, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. I'm looking for the budget right now on this on this movie because that's what really interests me as well. Is like um there wasn't a whole heaping pile of marketing for this movie, which we've identified before as like a big budget item. Yeah. There was no big name star, which usually sucks up a ton of budget. They filmed in Alberta. I don't know. How are the tax breaks there? Do you know what I mean? Like what is... Well, it's cheaper to film in Canada in general, I think. Cheaper. To, yeah, well, right. Exactly. Um, so what? where'd all the money go? Uh, development. Oh, yeah, no, doesn't there? It doesn't. I know. I, I can't seem in you know in one second Google to find it either. But anywho, just a, just a thing to bring up. Just a thing to bring up that just was kind of on my mind um, from last week, and I'm so glad we get to really establish that Busty Naturals is indeed a wonderful catchphrase. Thank you. <laughs> and she's Kirsten James. Um. We normally record this on Tuesdays. Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to recall now. Why couldn't we record this last night? Um, oh, yeah. Paul, you bought the internet couch. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to talk about the internet couch? Just briefly, please. Sure. Um, Just so briefly, There please. was a great meme. Well, I mean, like, one of the, one of the like, local Victoria meme pages um, had this uh, great, like, screen cap from a Facebook Marketplace ad um, that was uh, this couch, rare couch, has never been fucked on. That was the right. Uh, that was the ad. Do you remember what meme page it was that grabbed this, bud? Oh no, I, there's so many out there. It's, might have been Keep Victoria Boring. I think you're maybe right about that. Yeah, let's yeah. give Keep Victoria Boring a shout out because they're a great little meme page, um, and uh, I, I see the the bumper stickers around now too. So how wonderful! Oh, that's like, good. Oh wow, great! That that car right there is driven by the mom and or dad of the person who runs that page. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. For sure. But um so yeah, that was the that was the funny um uh, um um uh, posting that went up and then I, I saw it and I was like, huh, funny. And then I <laughs> Continued on with my life, and then a few days later, I was just like, you know what? It's enough is enough. I really need a couch for my formal living room space. Like it's very important to me that this space gets very cozy before winter time. That's where the fireplace is. You know, it's gonna be. That's where we want to put the Christmas tree. So I put it there. I, I went online. I looked, and sure enough, I find the the non fuck couch, and I look at it, and it's like this is actually a very nice couch. And I was surprised to find that it was still available. And so I bought it. I bought the couch that went on an internet page. Look at you go. Yeah. It, Look at it, you go. It got, it, so, so it got a thousand likes on Instagram when Keep Victoria Boring posted about it. But not one of the thousand people thought to go and actually purchase the couch. It I was, will say that is rather surprising. Right? Like it was in excellent condition, like the nicest couch I've ever seen used online. I will admit in your story, it does look like a nice couch. It's really comfortable. It has never been fucked on. Um, I, and a very reasonable price because like furniture these days is so goddamn expensive. Like so expensive. So anyways, the guy who sold it to me was like, couldn't have been a nicer, sweeter guy. He he says to me, um, uh, you know, I thought I would leverage my sense of humor to try and sell this couch. Well done, dude. Quicker. And it like didn't work for him at all. Oh, um, well, that's right. Yeah. Until you. Yeah. No kidding. Until, until me. And again, like I probably would have bought the thing anyways, even if it hadn't, if it hadn't had a funny ad or if it had been fucked on. I mean, like, that's right. That's true. It's like, you can't, you know. You can't buy a used couch and not assume that it has had been fucked on. Okay, good story, bro. Uh, right. This week, I'm so anyways, I, well, well, you brought it up. You want me to talk about the internet couch, no, right? That's true. That's true. Okay, that's true. okay, great. So, anywho, um, great couch. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for y'all to come over and sit on it. How about that? Review and recommendation the couch. Great. <laughs> this week on Buds Weekly Geek Out. Uh, Allegedly, a manager at Apple has threatened to fire a six-year employee, a certified engineer, for making a TikTok that happened to go viral oh. talking about what to do if your phone gets stolen and uh, is about to be sold on the black market and the scammers and thieves who got to your phone want you to remove that phone from your Apple devices, your Find My, so that they can reset the phone and sell it clean without uh, without it being tied to your account. Uh, now, the way that the scammers went about it, they're like, oh, this, this phone's going to be sold on the black market tonight. First red flag is like the urgency of time. Mm -hmm. It has all your personal information and your email and your phone numbers on it. It's. I think the important thing is they can't sell it um, without you removing it from your Find My devices. Um, so... If this ever happens to you, just don't do it. Just don't remove your your thing. There's a great comment um, from somebody who said, lol, my iPad was stolen in 2019 and I still haven't removed it. If I can't use it, no one can. Mm. So this um, other TikTok user named Paris replies to this first person's TikTok, person who had their phone stolen, uh, basically saying that and <laughs> prefacing the whole thing with, I can't tell you exactly how I know this information, but I can tell you that for the last six years, I've been a certified hardware engineer for a certain company that likes to talk about fruit. Post goes viral. Manager gives her a call, says, we don't pay you to make TikToks. Uh, take it down or you can face disciplinary action up to and including termination. That was Friday. Wow. 
she still hasn't heard because she's a bit of a sassy pants, which I love. So she's like, eh, what happens if I leave that post up, actually? Right. And so the manager walked back the whole firing line and said, I'll get back to you and hasn't. You know, what a terrible thing for, you know, especially for an employee who's been there for six years doing good work. Um, and so obviously the follow up post and that post are still going hugely viral. And um, eh, it's, just, it's just sort of a, a big corporate thing wrapped around uh, some some good constant vigilance advice. Is yeah. that the reason for that um, kind of corporate threat, though, is that we don't pay you to make TikToks? Uh, no, no. The the manager said that uh, it was that she disclosed that she worked at Apple, which she didn't. Oh. Um, and because mm-hmm. uh, and so the lady Paris went through the Apple social media policy and you can disclose that you work for Apple. You just have to be complimentary. You can't be negative about the company. Pretty basic oh. stuff. So I'm hoping this is just like, um, you know, an emotional overreaction from one particular manager, but mm-hmm. makes a good story and sends a good message, which I appreciate. It does send a good message, like overall, Bud, you're supportive of what this um, TikTok posted on that? Yeah, like Apple is, it's not my ecosystem, but boy, they are, especially because they are such a closed system. Um, I mean, not even law enforcement or the government generally can get into these phones. Like they take security yeah. seriously and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's just not my flavor of, uh, of interface or ecosystem. So, which is why I'm an Android, Android I, guy. The reason I asked too is that like there has been news this month, like early this month that TikTok could be starting their own music streaming service as well, which then could directly compete with Apple. So that's why it's like, oh, you're oh, yeah. me on TikTok as an Apple employee or because they're part of the competition now? Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. And um, I mean, the, this same kind of thing happened with Apple Records when Apple registered their trademark. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll never get into music. I mean, we know how that went. Yeah. So I don't I don't think so. I don't see this as a as a true, proper corporate position of Apple. But it is something that somebody you know, an, a manager at Apple did say, so all the headlines say, Apple threatens to fire. Um, right. That may be an issue in the future, but for now, I don't see that as the reason for it. Mm. Uh, I see the reason for it as, um, he's getting more TikToks than me. I don't know, maybe. I'm just mm. Mm. <laughs> Hey, uh, can we do a little sidebar there? Brian, if you're serious about um, TikTok starting up its own music thing, that is, could be a very interesting thing to watch develop because, you know, if any other of these social medias, and I almost balked, you know, at the at the thought of it, it's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, what's next? Twitter music, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, TikTok is dramatically changing the music consumption landscape. Um, oh, all on its own. Yeah, if any, if any, any existing property in the world right now, as we know it, has the um, opportunity to really make a wave, like a serious wave in the music streaming. Um. Landscape, it's mm-hmm. absolutely TikTok, and that's yep. a very interesting thing. I just like, I wonder. It's one of those things where it's like, kind of like, do you trade in your VHS for a Betamax? Though at this point, you know, kinda like TikTok is already doing its its good thing in music, and like what it does is important to music as it is now. So mm-hmm. it's like, are we really? Are you really going to get a lot of like Spotify and Apple Music people? trading that in to just go straight to TikTok. Uh, I don't know. I think, you, I, don't you think people are pretty entrenched as it is with what they depends, like about their, their streamers? It really depends on the deals that they strike, right? They, these A lot of these tracks that go viral on TikTok could mm-hmm. end up being TikTok exclusive 
uh, streaming service. Like it's the only place where you can get it. Could they? be on tiktok depending on 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 any kind of deal that they can strike if they have enough money to throw at it for sure plus a lot of this music that's going viral are from artists that we would have never heard of before tiktok right so like artists like gail right that a b c d e f u would would have never known that song or actually that song probably never would have even gotten written if it weren't for tiktok so imagine that like a song like that being only accessible Mm. on tiktok so that's the only place you can get it well that's the only place i'm going then right i think tiktok is thinking about um why are we sending all these people to apple music or spotify when we could be doing our own thing Mm. yeah no that's some logic there i suppose because it's so true it's like you know I'm embarrassed by how many songs on my, you know, quad annual playlists are all just whatever's or popping TikTok. on TikTok. Yeah. See, and that's how TikTok is effect- is affecting individuals. TikTok is affecting the landscape of big data writ large. Like, yeah, everybody is trying to be TikTok because their success is undeniable, and you know, Zuck especially. Um, just trying to make all of his things like TikTok and it's frustrating the end user, but it's like TikTok is kind of the 900 pound gorilla. And if they step into this music thing seriously, could be a force to be reckoned with. And the music industry itself is reacting specifically to TikTok as well, where, you know, we're starting right. to see stories of uh, artists not being allowed by their labels to release a song unless they make it a viral TikTok video. Mm-hmm. And, and wow. Artists having you know, actual disputes and then some artists turning that into a fake dispute so that they can essentially go viral on TikTok. Love it. Love it. Hey, where do we stand on having a TikTok at this point, bud? Because, you know, for a long time I was like, oh, oh God, I don't need another one of these things absorbing my life, sucking my life force through my eyeballs here. And um, now, and and then also like, oh, is is the government spying upon me through the TikTok? It's just like, so I just like resist resist resists now is it just undeniable do i have to get tiktok bud you tell me you you were the one who gave me permission that i could stop going on facebook so that's i'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> um so now can i do i have to get tiktok tiktok is still very much a um a, a, you know a purported surveillance machine you know there is still <laughs> purportedly uh, you know, a lot of uh, user data being gathered. They recently were forced to uh, shunt a whole bunch of their traffic on U.S. users. I think all their U.S. traffic through Oracle, I think. So Oracle can keep track of of what is happening. Um, when the U.S. is still trying to ban TikTok as well. Yeah, it's 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 just because it's a China thing and there's so many unknowns um, that uh, I mean, I pulled TikTok out of my phone a couple months ago. You did? Yeah. And I was a pretty, I won't say big, but fairly regular um, TikTok user. But wow. um, yeah. This, uh, this, I was uh, on it this morning, flipping through. There yeah. you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I do as Webmeister Bud does. And so oh, I will geez. continue then like a good elder millennial to just get my TikToks <laughs> the way God intended them when they trickle through to Instagram a month or two later. Thank That's you very exactly much. That's exactly right. That's Perfect. Right. I on that because I was going to pull the whole Art Aronson from last week. Is like, this is what I love about having 200 episodes is that if you go to like, say, 122. Yeah. 
Paul was talking about how TikTok is <laughs> and it is just a fad and it's going to disappear. <laughs> yeah, right. I give it weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, uh, everybody, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, how many times are you right? What's your uh, r- being right percentage of your, through your whole life? What does everyone think their percentage is? It's like a free throw. You think you can hit like eight out of ten free throws? Guess what? The best basketball players in the fucking world can't do that, okay? So it's being right about anything is like a free throw. So just relax, everybody. That's what the caboose is for, to celebrate when we are right. Right, But it's it's also fun, though, when you're at the free throw line and then you, like, football punt it, thinking <laughs> that you can get it in the net. Is that what you think I'm doing? Is that what you think that I'm going through my life punting basketballs? It's that 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 specific free throw was the TikTok prediction, right? <laughs> it's it's more. I think more. It's me standing at the free throw line, being like, "I will make this. I always do." <laughs> and then just wow. wetting my pants and dropping the ball, and then the ball <laughs> deflates for some reason. <laughs> oh, sports! Wow. Um, okay. So, Look at my okay. wrist. We got to move on. Oh, Come on. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Coming soon. Oh my God, what a crazy tangent. Uh, It's good though, good discussion. Cobra Kai Season 5, this is the Netflix series. This will be dropping September 9th. And um, again, just continues this Cobra Kai world, which bizarrely keeps making sense and keeps being pretty good overall what did you think of season four brian um season four wait where are we at right now so this is gonna be season five right yes yeah season four phenomenal yeah season like Um, mind-blowingly continued phenomenalness yeah and uh it's it's so funny just like thinking how this has gone on for now it's going to be now five seasons and this started as like a a youtube original series ridiculous the first few episodes was like okay this comes off like a funnier die sketch it's hilarious (laughs) yeah going is like wow i can't believe it's this good um so again you see this trailer and you're just like oh my god i cannot wait and it's it's coming soon too so yeah, that is fast September. I, I had no idea, honestly. This is the first I've seen of it, and it's like, boom. Okay, well, here this it is. is the one that's going to be pulling a lot of stuff off of Karate Kid Three, which yeah. is, I guess, the least favorite of the Karate Kid movies. I still thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I still thought Karate Kid Three was pretty good. Um, and I saw a, I think I saw like a photo, like an official promotional photo with this guy, but he wasn't in in the in the trailer. Um, but they're using like Mike Barnes, who's the guy that he fought in the tournament in Karate Kid Three. Oh, another um, kind of antagonist as well, uh, okay. along with Ter- Terry Silver. Um, so and and but then I think they're setting up because like they they set it up so that it's like oh they're they've they're setting up a bunch of dojos right, and then one of them is led by this pretty badass chick that you you said looks like Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah, looks right. like a young Lucy Liu. My so prediction, mm. a caboose prediction for the beginning of the season. I'm gonna like it. it's gonna be good. No, I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, my prediction is that the one per, the one person going up against her, they're gonna pull in Hillary Swank. <gasps> oh, oh, that would be so good. Oh, 
I love that. And she'll be like the new mentor. Yeah, that would be super good. Do you know what else I thought about too after Art was talking about how we're wrong about things is that um, <laughs> we are not accustomed to uh, our words living forever. And I don't feel actually very comfortable about it. I think that these podcasts... <laughs> 200 episodes. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> You're wow. being recorded. <laughs> I think that these podcasts should self-destruct after a month. I think that you we... You may have chosen are, the wrong industry, but, No, but we are broadcasters. <laughs> we are used to our very dumb things going out onto the air and then evaporating immediately. The second <laughs> they are said, they are gone. They exist only in the fallible memories of anyone who might be listening listening, correct? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're left only with an impression and a hope and a dream wisping on the wind. So here in podcast, nope, written in cement forever. So um, <laughs> it, it's not, you know what I mean? Like we have to react. We have to exist in the time that we are. We can't be. We are also in-, in a time where people like bringing up old things, but like, hey, if anybody wants to cancel me on tongue tube, go oh, right. Jeez. <laughs> okay. All right. Self-destruct. We should make this podcast self-destruct. <laughs> <sighs> My suggestion, my recommendation is self-destruct. <laughs> All right. Wow. Thank you. House of Hammer. Yeah, there was um, a lot more about this than I was aware of actually before seeing this trailer. But uh, this will be a Discovery Plus. Is that a thing? Is that like the some sort of paid version of the Discovery Channel, which I'm not aware of. Anyway, it's going to be a docu-series. Well, ain't that, so. ain't that the like version of HBO and Discovery, what Mel did together? Oh, is that what they're calling it? Wow, hi, I'm, I'm so out of touch on this. I I'm guess, sorry, yeah. I guess. I just looked at this and I was just, I was quite confused. Anyway, um, September 2nd um, looks to be, it uh, looks to be a series. Uh, yeah, on Discovery Plus and just, uh, yeah, interviews, um, with uh, his family and his exes about his behavior, which is a little cringe. Yeah, he's the one that likes to eat people, right? He's the one who likes to eat people. Uh huh. Yeah. And finally, and coming soon, The Continental will be a three episode prequel miniseries set in the world of John Wick. We originally talked about this coming out on Stars, but it will be coming to Peacock in 2023, around the time of John Wick 4 coming out, which will be March 24th, 2023. So, yeah, The Continental is the, the hotel where all the bad guys uh, hold up. Oh, cool. Might not necessarily star. Uh, Keanu Reeves because I think it's set in the early 70s. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, they've made quite a little Wikiverse there. That's interesting. Um, and we did talk about this in GeekPod 159 at 46 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Well, we did talk about it in GeekPod 159 oh. um, that uh, Mel Gibson will be in here uh, somewhere as a uh, as a character. Villain likely. Um, and, okay, well, neat. Um, sorry, it's just what does that's kind of his type these days. It's just right. Come on. You're not going to cast him as a hero, right? Come on. What year is it, right? Anyways, right uh, <laughs> but no, how neat. I love a three-episode anything. That's great. Um, and I love, if you're going to hit a prequel, way prequel. 1970s, great. Sounds good. Do you know what I mean? That should be a new rule for prequels, actually. It's like you can't just do like a half a generation before the main story. If you want a prequel, you got to go like decades yeah anyone who would be alive has to be a baby or not a born yet i like that i like that a lot right 
and then you don't lean so much hard on the prequel stuff. And um, and then also, yeah, it's like a, it's got to be a full generation earlier. Do not mess with the characters from the original thing. That's my new prequel rule. Okay, great. Wow, how interesting that John Wick got us there. And um, I all uh, yeah, neat, great. Good. This is good. That's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Geek News Proper. It's been, it was quite an adventure um, with Anne Heche. Um, she was in a car wreck, uh, was apparently a lot of, having a lot of erratic driving and then, uh, and then died uh, a week later um, due to her injuries. Um, so yeah, just, uh, even Friday was uh, quite a weird day in that, like, I remember having it because I was I was filling in the morning show in the news. And so oh, I had right. it in my newscast that um, I guess the report was that she's not expected to survive. Right. Yeah. And at that point, that's what it was. A couple hours after I got off the air, it was like she was pronounced legally dead. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, OK, well, that's that's that. That's it, it, that, you know, that's done. At least, you know, she's. That that news story is kind of wrapped in that sense, right? Obviously, there's going to be the residual stuff. But then a couple of days later, I remember reading, "Oh, she's she's still on life support." And I was like, "How? Wait, she was pronounced legally dead." And I guess in the state of California, if there's like no brain activity, if you're being kept on life support, which she, I guess she was being kept on life support because they're waiting for you know, somebody in need of an organ donor or something. Right, right. She was, they're going to harvest her organs. So she could be pronounced legally dead in the state of California, even still, even if she's still on a ventilator and on life support, um, just for that sole purpose of being, uh, of waiting to have her organs harvest for, for donation. So that was kind of a weird couple of days. And so I was like, oh, from there, I was just like, oh, let me, keep following this story so i guess a day ago she was taken off of life support whoa this this uh podcast recording i didn't realize it was that late that's wild yeah okay okay yeah. wow so. yeah yeah it's 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 really a sad story kind of what brought you know, I, I guess there was kind of a history of some um substance use and possibly abuse going on and and that kind of led to the wreck and yeah, it's it's very sad, very sad story for this actress who, I don't know, I um, what's what's everyone's like main Anne Heche memory movie? I think maybe Volcano. I remember I watched Volcano. I mean, yeah, I remember watching Volcano. There's a couple of things I remember watching. I I really liked her in John Q. She was like the hospital administrator in John Q. Okay, with Denzel Washington. Uh, and then there were a few others in around the like the 90s that I remember her in. Um, but yeah, you're right. Is like that. That's kind of the main thing here. Is uh, there's you know issues that she'd been very public about with uh, her struggles with drug abuse, and uh, a lot of which have to do with like the traumas that she suffered as as a kid. Yeah. Um, and you know has has continued to have to deal with. So there's there's a real kind of back and forth on the internet right now that's kind of a shame in the wake of a lot of this, right? Where it's like oh. actors are like coming kind of coming out and paying tribute to her on social media and then they're getting roasted for Ooh, yeah. Um, 
oh, well, she made this choice to drive her car and, oh, and, brother. Yeah. and crash into that house and ruin that woman's life in that, in that house kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, that's kind of the, the it's, it's part of like, you know, this ongoing, I don't want to say like cancel culture in general, but it's part of this whole kind of sort of holier than thou living on the internet yep. of attitude that, that people have sometimes yep. where they, they feel like, Oh, well, she's not worthy of our empathy <sighs> because she did this horrible thing. Um, yeah, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, to me, that's pretty ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I still think that you can empathize with a person, and like being on drugs is not always a choice, right? It's it's a, a lot of it. And she had said for her, it's it's a struggle. So she doesn't necessarily make the choice to go and get high. That's just like she has that you know constant constant need, and and that was a very very bad day, uh, uh, in her life, and obviously and. You know, it, it wound up, you know, ending her life eventually. So, I think we can still be empathetic about that kind of stuff. Yeah, truly, 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 truly. Why does the internet feel like it needs to barf this type of negativity? What What happens to that if you don't have anything nice to say? Shut the f- mm-hmm. fuck up. up. Yeah, you realize you're being recorded. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, what I he know says that is true. I know that, but like, uh, and I know that I say some things that are critical sometimes but um i don't know i think that's it's just a general over i so i obviously have the understanding that it's easy to just like fall into that just like screaming and yelling about negative things but come on about a real human person okay Mm -hmm. all right or about boba fett right and so (laughs) come on when it comes to a real human person everyone just shut the fuck up i'm kirsten james hey did i just ruin a death tribute oops you didn't ruin it. <laughs> You're right Actually, on time. This is the one death tribute that we didn't, and we we consciously were like, okay, we can't ruin this death. This is a very, very mm-hmm. sensitive. Mm-hmm. You're doing subject. you're doing things consciously. Oh boy. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm being recorded two hundred. <laughs> okay, Disney Plus is coming with its ad supported tier. They're gonna call it. Disney Plus Basic, and it'll be eight United States dollars per month. Wait a minute. That's what we're all paying now. I know. Oh, it's, it's American. The current membership is going to be renamed Disney Plus Premium. No, and no, is no, going no, 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 up no, 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 to no, 11 no, no, United no. States dollars per month. There are no official Canadian details yet. We are currently paying uh, about 12 bucks a month. We are? When did that sneak up over in a double no, digits? No, I think oh. like if you pay for twelve months in advance, then yeah. you you got it for maybe like ten yeah, bucks like 10 or bucks something like that. Uh, like, okay. yeah, yeah. But three dollars, I don't know. Someone did the. I was talking about this on air, and someone did the math for me, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> they were like, because it, it's four minutes of ads per hour. That's what they've said, broken up oh, into wow, okay. fifteen and thirty second ad spots, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, four minutes of ads an hour. You're watching X amount of TV, blah 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 blah, and they figured it out that it was going to be. Oh my god, I don't even remember. Like twenty. I don't know hours of ads a month or something like that for three dollars and they're like that is not worth your time like 
20, 20 hours. Depends on, the, depends on the ad, though. Are they going to be like Disneyland cruise ads? Because I look at those all the time and go, oh, I want to yeah. go on that. Well, <laughs> that. That was the other argument that I heard, I can though. take a break to just go, oh, Aw, targeting. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, was, that was the other <laughs> argument I heard, though, is that it's going to be worth it to pay the three extra dollars a month to just have your kids not fucking constantly bugging uh, you for the shit they're seeing in those ads. Mm-hmm. Like the money mm-hmm. you will save from the kids not seeing that Disney cruise and being like, "Oh, I want to go on that cruise." Yeah, it sounds like Bi- like uh, like Brian has angel children that just sit quietly with him and go, "No, yeah. oh, oh no, they, they, wouldn't they that be nice, like, Papa? Like, if we could go on that cruise." <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Yeah, they see the toy commercials on YTV and they're always like, "I want that," which is like I will rag on that, but I did that exact same same thing in the nineties. So. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah. I want that. I want that. I want that. Congratulations. You want that. Moving on. $3 (laughs) is not enough for me to even, I mean, we'll see what this is in Canadian, but like, that's not enough for me to consider watching ads. No, I'll carve $3 from somewhere else in my budget for sure. Which scares me because I feel like what they're going to do is they're just going to keep on uh, like increasing the difference between the ad Mm -hmm. tier and the not until it, it, you know people do drop down or stay. Oh, for sure. I feel like um, we all, in this day and age, like our baseline is paying a subscription. And so, yeah, it is very scary to me that the one with ads is a basic, that they're they're saying that's the baseline and that the premium, premium, whoa, that, you know, denotes like this is for rich people. This is for the Rockefellers here, team. You got to be some kind of a wealthy millionaire to for the premium. So like once they set that president in their naming and then, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. The premium could get pricier and pricier and we just are being boiled alive like lobsters not understanding because we're like, well, that's what we do. We don't watch commercials. We pay subscription and then we're getting gouged. Mm-hmm. Bit by bit. Yeah. Death hey, by a thousand cuts. I heard this great tweet this week. Do you think that children like Mickey Mouse or they respect him? You heard they, a tweet? They recognize him and they respect him. <laughs> that like tasting a color? Don't focus on that. Consuming an audiobook? Yes. Oh, how dare. Don't God. focus upon my mistake. Um, I think I think they like Mickey Mouse. I think they like Mickey Mouse. Oh, what really? do you mean respect him? Like that's a weird take. Well, I'm just saying, really. When's the, I don't know. Hey, parents, when's the last time any of your kids asked to watch a Mickey Mouse short? I mean, uh, Mickey Mouse's brand association. Yeah, but also there's like Mickey Mouse and Friends, like Mickey Mouse Club, like all that. There's like no, I know, I like those things too. No, I know, no, no, but they're for like little little babies. Like right. they're for like three to five. Like there is a lot of content out there. Yes, um, that I think. Yeah, and and new like. stuff. Yeah, and I, I even, I think on this very podcast said that those little like new Mickey Mouse cartoons they put out are really cute and good. But like, are kids watching them? No, they're watching Paw Patrol and all that and yeah. like Battle Bots and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't think kids like or respect Ronald McDonald. They like and enjoy the sugar blanched fries. And I think that's just, he's the brand recognition for Well, here's that. a good question then to go with that mm-hmm. is that if you are to take your kids to Disneyland, is the longest line for the the standing next mm-hmm. to the uh, the, the mascot yeah. it's still Mickey Mouse? I think it might be still. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. been a while since I've been there. I stood in any of those mascot lines, but I think that like 
Yeah. Good question. And I honestly might think no. I yeah. might think it might be for some of the more modern. Well, my you know, kids would go to the Avengers land. Right. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, right. Within the within the modern kids is radar. Yeah. No, that's true. I think. I, but I think it's like it's that. It's either Mickey Mouse or it's the super modern ones like the Frozen's and what have you that kids are obsessed with these days. And then, like, all the in-between stuff, like Peter Pan and whatever, is, like, that's what's not getting. That's what's... Winnie the Pooh, no line, right? I don't know. I feel Which like is all like, these things have lines. Yeah. When I'm done with this pod, when we're done podcast recording, I'm going to go downstairs and go, kids, do you like Mickey Mouse or do you just respect him? <laughs> Can you drag him up? Drag him up right now. Get him on this pod. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. Jamie Foxx says that a Spawn reboot is coming and that it will be special and original like Joker. Is Does he have anything to do with this? He's going to play original Spawn. Original like, yada, yada, yada. He's not original, but... <laughs> well, Jamie Foxx is supposedly going to be in this film, which Todd McFarlane has given very sporadic details about, and this also does come from comicbook.com. Uh, mind you, comicbook.com is owned by CBS... Mm-hmm. A and division of Paramount. Comicbook.com actually interviewed Jamie Foxx. So it's a direct quote. Yeah, it's a rare thing for them to actually be the source. So The thing is, they, they probably brought it up because this had been in development since like 2019, the Spawn reboot. So it's I think it's just on the list of questions that they had to ask him. And he's probably like kind of maybe skirting around the answer. So sorry, is Paul right? Jamie Foxx is playing Spawn? I would imagine so. Who the last person that played Spawn was Michael Jai White. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird I, I, I think I I put this on the cue sheet more to just like discuss what it would be to, you know, have a Jamie Foxx starring role as Spawn in a reboot in a you know, in twenty twenty two. I don't I don't know. It's it's weird um, not to just throw this in the do we need this pile, but I think that original Spawn movie with remember John Leguizamo, Leguizamo yeah, was the clown like um, Spawn yeah. really to me comes from a certain time and place, and I think it's just kind of an odd one to reboot, even with the name brand power of Jamie Fox behind it, and I don't you know. But I'm. Uh, I would have said the exact goddamn same thing about the Joker as well. Can we let these sleeping dogs lie? And evidently we can't. And if there's even a shred of name recognition for this intellectual property, then we gotta, you know. The thing about the Spawn movie, feed though, it to death. In uh, like that, I mean, I guess the Joker was was more violent, but like Spawn is usually a very violent. Mm-hmm. TV, uh, like, movie comic. Oh, yeah. So, like, I wonder if they're going to try for a rated R um, yeah. with it and just, like, go go full on. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that John Leguizamo one was rated 14, and it was still pretty... Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the thing about that one, is that it wasn't violent enough? No, it was still, like, I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and yeah. thinking it was violent. I haven't watched it recently. Yeah, yeah. But I remember it being pretty... Like spooky. I oh don't know. sure. Well, I remember watching the cartoon. Like Ninety-seven. So what's the last 
other comic book movie that you remember seeing was like one of the Joel Schumacher bought Batman. Seriously, yeah. Think. By comparison, it would have been like dark as hell for yeah, sure. Yeah. But but again, you're probably right. You know, compared to the source material or compared to that HBO miniseries cartoon show, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it probably was baby stuff compared to that, which was like really intense. So if that's what they want to do, if they want to just like, you know, if they feel like now's the time to just grit it up and and be super faithful to the uh, tone and darkness of the original comic. Okay, well, you know, now maybe you got a little bit of a case to make there, McFarlane. <laughs> awesome. Brian nodding his head for the beats. That was amazing. I just wanted to see how long that would go, but Brian nodded his head with the beats, which is amazing. There will be a live action Pac-Man movie coming. Uh, from Bandai Namco and Wayfarer Studios. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> right. Did anybody see Pixels, which had Pac-Man in yeah. it, and, and Pac-Man's creator, which was kind of an adorable and hilarious cameo? No. Pixels was I really not a bad Pixels, movie, actually. I did enjoy it. Do you but Are you both saying that Pixels was not a bad movie? Is that what just we happened? Pixels is not I, a bad movie. It's a movie that I've actually because I, like my kids also like it too, so I've watched it actually multiple times. Wow! I wish you would have told me because I've been walking around in my day to day life, just going about my business, with the understanding that Pixels is one of the worst piece of trash garbage movies ever to exist. <laughs> right? That no, it's you're like, thinking of um, the Emoji movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, too. That's, what uh, <laughs> that's well, right. They yeah. came out at a very similar time <laughs> yeah, and yeah, were yeah. very similar style. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like pick like. Like Pixels is often cited when they're like, uh, the ability to ta- to make movies should be taken away from Sony. The- <laughs> Pixels is the example that's held up, right? Be like, stop letting this company do this to us. Um, <laughs> to and, us. And yeah. so, and you all are saying that, oh no, it's the new Ghostbusters? <laughs> not the new Ghostbusters. No, not of course not. It's lightning we in a bottle. It was a it's not the, bad movie. It's great. It's so great. I just thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Fun soundtrack, fun little uh, video game sequences. Here, Paul, stuff. solid six. Okay, Brian, Brian. Okay, okay, bud, bud. Okay, oh, let's geez. have a little look here right. and see what the Rotten okay, Tomato meter says about okay. it. Oh yeah, this ought to be interesting. Yeah, let's just have a little look. See here, Pixels, twenty fifteen. Ooh, Adam Sandler, eighteen <laughs> percent. Doesn't make it. But is that doesn't the make it not fun? Sco- oh yeah, the audience score is also not good. Audience score is forty six percent. Thank God for Brian and Bud, because otherwise it would have been down in the thirties. It sounds like oh boy, doesn't make it not fun. That's just elitist yep. that they can't have fun, even though it's not a great movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. No fun movies get good reviews. That's how that works for sure. <laughs> no, no, that's another extreme now, Mister. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, great. Great, great! I'll watch it. I put it on my list. Paddington. I'm not Doom? telling you to watch it. Pa- Ten tickets, please. T- Paddington I'm not Doom. saying for Paul, you watch it. I was just saying that I had fun watching this movie. Still, late, Brian. Yeah. You, Brian, you know that I love fun. You can't tease me like that. Oh my you god! You know how much I like fun. So as soon as you say that something's fun, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm hoping 200 episodes later, this is what gets you canceled. <laughs> Don't say that. Okay, Brian. It's you. It, you. It's a power that comes with responsibility. You know that. You know that if you tell me it's fun to jump off a bridge, you can easily kill me. Okay. That's all you need to do is just whisper that in my ear. You have great, wow. great sway over me, Brian. What do you think? I'm listening to these Very 91 well. second reviews for nothing. So, um, 
What were we saying? Oh, Paddington 2. Paddington 2. Oh, my God. Y'all okay. invited to go over to my house to watch Paddington 2 on the non-fuck couch, and then we'll watch Pixels right after. Great. Look at my wrist. It's time to move on. Oh, my God. Um, there's this movie called Fall from Lionsgate, and it had an R rating because there were a lot of uh, F-bombs in the movie. What was the movie called? But it's called Fall. Um, but, you know, an R-rated movie is likely to make far less move money than a PG-13 movie. So they hired a company from London called Flawless to use deepfake-style technology to change 30 or more of these F-bombs and bring their rating down from R to PG-13. So they, they deep-faked it because they need to switch the lip like the lip sync right so yeah, they, it's not just overdubbing oh, you need to change the, the lip otherwise flaps. it would like you would go into the theater and feel like you're watching like a movie on during a saturday during the day on pbs <laughs> yes. right like where like migraine porker yeah remember like white man can't jump they turned like son of a bitch into sandwich and it was <laughs> oh there was no. a woman that said son of a bitch but it was a male voice that said sandwich no oh my god, god oh my no. god or uh watching the big lebowski and uh you, you have the the line oh, that that's what you get for for fucking a stranger in the ass but it's for finding a stranger in the Alps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you get for finding a stranger in the Alps. Very normal thing. I know. Yeah. Why? I why know. don't they just like blank it out? Like, why bother at that point? Like, that, uh, or or just like, like there is a version of fucking a stranger in the ass, and it's just like it's it's screwing a stranger in the butt. Like, why not do that? Do you know what I mean? If, if like, they well, still try to to sync with the lips, the but they don't deep fake it. So they yeah, this is a whole new step. So like silly. audio dubbing over cusses has been you know done for what is it? Tale as old as time. Um, but this is a new twist, and I kind of love it. It's uh, and I kind of hate it, but um, for you know, I'm, I'm happy for the company. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my favorites of all time is Flip You Melon Farmer. Yeah, oh, that's so good. I love. Yeah, I love these replacements for cusses. It's but, great. But truly, like, when they get so ridiculous, like finding a stranger in the Alps, don't you think that's the Coen Brothers? Like now nah, they're fucking with you. They're they're like, really? We got to change this. We, our movie is meant to have swears. It's a swear movie, right? And well, that, I, this is the studio being like, but we want to show it on TBS. We need to show it in the afternoon on TBS, and then being like, fine, we're gonna rather than being screwing in the butt, we're just gonna but find that, in the Alps. That's what made me wonder whether it is the Coen brothers doing it or if it's the tv network doing it like that would make me right. so much happier if it's like some guy at like a local tv <laughs> station recording these things you know, <laughs> yes that sandwich yeah. just sandwich just drawing the the art of the movie the art. yeah <laughs> not everybody can be ivan reitman in ghostbusters and plan ahead and actually record like film alternate lines that the stars say these are people in like whatever crazy situations and maybe the budget was tight so they just they're hanging on to things and they're going they're going to fall so they say a bunch of f-bombs right and then after everybody packs up and goes home they're like oh darn i want to show this on tbs and uh, so they spend different kind of money to hire a company to deep fake out the swears kind of neat hey bud can you what's the um example in ghostbusters do you remember Okay, so there are a few, um, but the one that I can remember the most is, so they've captured the first ghost, 
and they burst out the ballroom door and the line is we came we, came, we, saw, we saw we kicked, we kicked its, its ass, ass. Exactly. oh great inflection and everything well done <laughs> in the tv edit the door opens it's a very tight close up on bill murray and he says well that was a real knockabout time <laughs> <laughs> remember that so clearly because i saw ghostbusters in the theaters and then years later i saw it on tv and i'm like what and that yeah. sort of opened my eyes to mm. this whole thing that's so funny as a movie that i watched 10 trillion times in childhood that's my other uh, re-watching again and again and again movie when i was a kid by the way was ghostbusters but i i had no memory of that one other example is uh, epa peck and how they refer to him as this man has no dick yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, first they call him Dickless, and then they, they ask for, you know, Dickless. whatever. He's like, this man has um, They call him, I think, Wally Weasel Okay. Um, yeah. in the edit. And when they ask for clarification, they would something like, yeah, he's some sort of rodent or something like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. It'd be That's... fun to find these. I'm going to try and find these clips on YouTube. It would be, yeah. a, be a good comparison. It'd be good if you could post that, too, because that line, that setup, and then you, you know, like, they call him Dickless, and that's great. Hilarious. And then for then like more dialogue to happen and then he explains himself and then the mayor says, is this true? Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And then for the response. Yes, it is. He is some kind of rodent. <laughs> yes, it's true. This man has no dick. That is one of the most perfect comedic setup mm. call responses in like that is so classic like you know what i mean like um i'm trying to think of another example of like a perfect comedy thing like do you know you know oh yeah. it's just it's just so wonderful okay so love death and robots has been renewed for a fourth season at netflix much to the chagrin of art uh, i believe that's all we know we don't have any uh dates or anything yet now let's clarify if you're just joining us on this podcast that oh, of uh, love death and robots is made by F david fincher david fincher and it's his working on mind blender mind hunter so this is his little passion project and he has stepped away from the very 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 good show mind hunter to make <laughs> his little cartoon robot anthology season which is also fun it's also a fine little piece of whatever But Mindhunter is a very, very, very good show <laughs> that is not being made right now so he can tell little robot morality tales. It's yeah. just the easier thing to do. Sure. Let's make Love, Death, and Robots, which is like even directed by different people per episode. They're short little, they're short little um, like short animated films mm -hmm. or short animated uh, things versus like a whole series of things. This is like the equivalent of, George R. R. Martin not writing <laughs> making the 17th Game of Thrones cookbook. Yes. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Versus sitting down and actually finishing Winds of Winter. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% right. But it is it is just disappointing uh, primarily to Art who loves the show Mindhunter. And uh, so do we all, right? Jonathan Groff mm -hmm. is so good. She-Hulk has a Tinder profile. They made a, they made a She-Hulk Tinder profile. <laughs> Which is on brand for this character. It's weird though. Like, is she just gonna bang all the time? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> According to that first trailer, it seems so. Like, that's what this show is. <laughs> no, it's maybe not. I feel like she's just gonna bang the whole time. What but other? Not what other superhero or yeah. character, or whatever, uh -huh. has a Tinder profile? Yeah. So what? That's why it stands out. 
Yeah. It's, it tracks for the character. She's a modern... Did you match with her, Paul? <clears throat> I would. Mm. I like the Hulk. My favorite. Your favorite? <laughs> um, she could just scoop you up. I like being... But- she the scooper, put, She could put her whole but... arm around you if you okay, stood Okay, Kirsten. <laughs> and christen that couch. Mm, that's right. Bud! Christen that couch. <laughs> um, it makes, it makes sense that a young, single, human person, or Hulk, would have a Tinder profile in the year 2022. So uh, it's great marketing. Hilarious. I love it so much. Doesn't mean that she's banging all the time. Just having a Tinder doesn't mean constant bang. That's from what I'm hearing now. <laughs> I wish we had this recorded. <laughs> funny Put in cement forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll go oh, ahead and explain what I did. I looked right into the Zoom camera. Like, you did, like the, you did a, a Jim Halpert look yeah. into the camera. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Loved. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, Chris, well, I said it's not just for doing all was a bang. Uh, and then I did. I did the oh, look. I did the I had a look that uh, because you're listening, I'll describe the look. It sounded like this. <laughs> okay. Um, there is a uh, there's a funny clip because um, hashtag I'm weak. Uh, but there is a funny <laughs> clip about uh, her having a discussion with Bruce Banner as to her theory that Captain America is a virgin. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he needs a Tinder profile. Oh, brother. Um, oh, at my. the at the big old. Um, Release of this game. the other day oh. the uh, the what what's it called premiere they had a big premiere of it uh, okay l- somebody complained because like they had a um, park bench set up for the premiere and it had like She Hulk lawyer attorney at law mm-hmm. and uh, the park bench I guess had like anti homeless um, like oh countermeasures like oh. I mean all it was was like you know see so so you can't lie across it it had like the two bands the bars. but like that's when right. someone could, they saw that and they're like why does She-Hulk's bench have the anti-homeless yeah because all benches do because like, it's uh, a bench that's what a bench looks like it wasn't days. like on no, purpose no 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 I think that's fair I, well even though like the bench is in a theme park right that's where it was so it's like it's not like there's homeless people in a theme park so that's not what Just that is sometimes people like to rest their other arm yeah, <laughs> yeah. People like to have uh, oh like a God. barrier, like a between strangers. I feel like it is mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but however, those are all the excuses that people make. Those are generally anti-homeless measures and out in the world. But and it's so like when a you see those, you should. Uh, I know, but you should call them out. You should call. It's not. I. I don't hate that. I don't hate I that. Hate as much that. as we talk about people being persnickety on the internet, I don't. Hate calling out anti-homeless measures on park benches. That's okay. Well, Paul, you're a good person. Homeless people should be allowed to lie down. That's all. All right. Finally, in geek news proper, finally, Ezra Miller has begun treatment for, quote, complex mental health issues. Mm. Uh, They're 29. What a life they have lived. Mm. Um, Yeah, there's, what's the latest thing? Felony burglary in, in Vermont. Oh, boy. Um, So, yeah, uh, Miller said in a statement, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe and productive stage in my life. Okay. So I read something the other day and it was like, 
Warner Brothers Discovery are considering three scenarios for the Flash movie. And it was number one, Ezra apologizes, takes responsibility. They send them to, um, you know, mental whatever. Movie premieres as planned. Mm -hmm. Number two, they scrap the movie. Number three, they recast Ezra Miller. And it looks like they forced them into number one. I mean, hopefully they realize that they've Mm -hmm. had this mental health break and they really are getting the help they need. Mm -hmm. But, like, part of me really has the conspiracy theory that this is all... Warner Brothers was like, Ezra, you've you got to do this. you got to make a statement yeah. or else number two or number three is happening. Well, this is kind of what yeah. you were asking yeah. for last week, right? Kirsten is like, can't somebody just like, you know, take him by the shoulders and say, hey, this is no way to go through life. Yeah. Let's uh, get you sorted here a little bit. And it sounds like somebody from the studio possibly I did hope that. So. And that's how I'm hoping. Even if this so. is studio driven, that's mm-hmm. how I'm hoping the conversation at least went. Sure. Mm-hmm. Out of see is that like, look, you need help. Uh, and this is not a really good way to live your life. Let's let's get you some help yeah. instead of we're gonna cancel this movie unless you do something publicly and and and, and make a statement. Oh or, sure, or, right? absolutely. We can all hope that there was some humanity in the conversation, but I think that you know we're gonna cancel this movie is what puts weight behind it. Mm-hmm. What what gives that conversation some teeth? So yeah, um, yeah that it, and you know now that they've made this statement too, Ezra Miller, I do hope that. Uh, the the path turns around for them because, yes. you know, like that's all we've been saying about is like all this this uh, this behavior, this you know these these actions and this not so good stuff. But like, can we now take it like a step back and be like, oh, they're very talented, very charismatic, you know, very enjoyable in this flash role. One of the highlights, one of the bright spots of this horrible movie franchise from DC. Um, so you know, it's like as much as we care about them as an actor or whatever uh yeah well i hope that this can salvage the career there because i think we've made enough kind of mistakes as consumers of mm-hmm. entertainment media right. with britney spears and amanda Bynes and all these people yes. that have had very public breakdowns and we sort of consume that as entertainment yeah. itself well even yeah. kanye um, even what's going on with kanye still yeah. right like mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. very like yeah and 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 with kanye maybe it's a bit different because he's like so I don't know, powerful that nobody wants to be like, yo, you need some mm-hmm. help. But like with Ezra, it seems like hopefully Warner Brothers is coming from a genuine position and and really going to get them some some help. Because like, I don't know, that statement, this, it was just the statement they put out. I was like, this seems very contrived, but... Mm. But I mean, I think anytime anybody has to go into rehab, uh, they're not putting out statements because they but want to. But it's not to. rehab, Right. Or sorry, treat yeah, treatment center, or whatever. But but I, are they going in a treatment center? Like the statement was just like, well, that's true. Seeking I, treatment. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, hard to know. Yeah, we don't know. All right, that is it for Geek News proper. On to listener mailbag. None of which are real mails, emails to geekoutatzone.fm. But wait, um, what? But wh- okay, well, yes. Yeah, but we did get a real mails. Which oh. one you? Oh, like a real actual... Oh, that's right! <laughs> Listener mailbag. Paul, please tell us about Zoner Ewan's physical mail. Like physical mail? Yeah. This is amazing. Snail mail. I love it so much. Uh, wrote on Friday, August the 5th, 2022. Um, uh, really lovely. Uh, a handwritten note. And uh, starts off uh, by saying, uh, Dear Bud, Art, Brian, Paul, and I'm Kirsten James. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, really nice. 
Congrats, well done on your 200 episodes of the Geek Out podcast. You have created something special, and we thank you for it. You are awesome. Um, and then as well, there's attached to it is like a leaf here in a little um, like paper plastic baggie. So it attached is a small present. I picked this off the ground, stole, when I visited a movie set <laughs> in the town of Ma- Mata Mata in 2011. I won't write immediately what movie set it I was know, and in, you know case, in case you want to guess. Oh, really? Yeah. What? It's The Hobbit. Well, it's it's one of the Lord of the Rings. Mata Mata is where they uh, film. Oh, do you not know? Have you not read the letter yet? No. Oh, yeah, Madam out of New Zealand. Oh, my God. It's going to be, uh, yeah, The Hobbit or, or Lord of the Rings, but it's got to be The Hobbit if what year? That's 2011. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's, um yeah, there's there's that's more. That's so cool. Yeah, sorry. It's so cool. My apologies to Peter Jackson for taking a piece of his film set. <laughs> I know with his sets <laughs> on location, he likes to clean up and return the landscape back to how it was wow. before yeah. they arrived. So hopefully he doesn't think too poorly of me for picking up a uh, broken, oh. non-biodegradable set piece from the ground as if it were litter. Wow, that's amazing. I hope you can give it a good home to this tiny part of the Hobbiton set from the Hobbit movies. But if not, please deposit it in your nearest volcano. (laughs) My dear (laughs) podcast fellowship, you rock from Zomer Ewan. That is amazing. Zomer Ewan, that was incredible. The Shire. Oh. That is incredible. We are going to put this in a real place of honor, like yes. whether it's in the studio or somewhere. Yep. Wait, can I see it? Yeah, of course. Oh That's my god, so that, I am getting chills right now. That is such a yeah. You should have seen Paul's face when I said it was from the Hobbit movie set because I yeah. guess you hadn't read the letter. Yet. No, I hadn't read it yet. Yeah, he was very uh. excited. Oh my god! I Thank you for that, Zoner Ewan. Oh, it's I, I, not a real leaf. It's no, a fake leaf. No, it's, oh. that's it. It's a fake leaf. Yeah, sorry. even better. Yes, it's a real seriously. prop. It's a real prop. Yeah. What'd you say, Brian? Wow. Yeah, no, it's so cool. I can't wait to see that. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, I really hope he's got. He took two, and he still got one as well because this is this is. And so he wonderful. gave us his only Hobbiton prop leaf. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh I my know. god! Like I will cherish this absolutely. Oh wow! Thank you, wow. Zoner Ewan. I'm sorry. I just got back to work yesterday. I've got. I had to go through 291 emails from our spam protector, and I know you've written me, so I will get to your email this week. I'm sorry. It's been. <laughs> well, we had a. Uh, did, we did have a discussion on uh, the Geek Pod about or the. Geek Pod mail about um, She Hulk, which I think, but you got like five minutes left though. So, like, I'll save that for another. Maybe when we do our our next week when we do a review and recommendation of the first episode of She-Hulk. Sure. Oh, that's a good call. You guys should talk about Zoner Mary's thing. Let me quickly just mention uh, Zoner Shiloh and Doty Edition, please. Mm-hmm. Um, bumped into Zoner Shiloh, IRL, at Phillips. And we had a great chat. Um, also, Zoner Shiloh is one of Art's friends. Like, oh, really? apparently they went to school together. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure if Art has made the connection. But, um, yeah. Great to great to chat with him. Great to catch up. Uh, and I also want to say hi and thank you to uh, Zoner from Richmond named Doty Edition who dropped by uh, my stream last Friday and we had some fun typey chat things. Uh, right. But yes, I have to go. Uh, so I will talk about Westworld Season 4 another time. But um, let's see if I could sum it up. Honestly, the mid-season, like after the fourth episode, I was like so invested. The series, the, the series, it could be the series ending because season five is not necessarily been greenlit yet. Um, but the season ending is great, kind of heart-wrenching, not a happy ending, not mm. entirely satisfying, but perfectly mm. within keeping of Westworldness. Very surprising end to the um 
to the season. Uh, anyways, I'm Webmaster Bot on YouTube, Twitter, in- Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, there's more podcasts, but for me, bye. Okay, bye, bud. Um, okay, I'll um, I'll take it from uh, uh, Zoner Mary's uh, post that she put up on our our uh, Facebook uh, group, I suppose, uh, back on August the eighth. Um, and with some, you, you should go and read the reviews here because Mary's got some really good thoughts on Prey. Um, says that Prey was amazing. Um, um, she touches on the fact that there is this different version, and we didn't really talk about this last week either. That was that will be released where the actors are speaking Comanche instead of English. Now, I heard that this was already out, and it's not that. It's that they just they they have as a like a choosable language. Yeah, language. yeah I was talking about that track. in the pod a few weeks back. Right, that they they had the original actors come back to voice that language track option if you wanted to watch the full thing in Comanche. So the actors are actually the ones. So like, you know, if you choose a different language track, obviously there's like different actors, you know, speaking in that language. Yeah. It's these actors from the movie Prey speaking in Comanche in that language track. Which is cool. I've heard some, I don't know, some some, um, not so good reviews about that, whereas like it's tough then to choose English as a subtitle so you can actually like follow what's happening. And it is just an overdub rather than like, I think there was this hope that they would have, you know, filmed two versions. Oh. But anywho, yeah, it is really good for sure that that the makers um, made that an option like yeah yeah that's cool um she also has um uh, good thoughts about sandman coming from someone who has never seen the novels uh, uh, or never read those at all um she gives that an eight out of ten uh talks about the gray man which uh, that ryan gosling thing that you and and chris evans as well right uh which brian you kind of how did you think about that movie again i thought it was okay i don't know if it was really worth 200 million dollars or right. whatever yeah, I, I thought it was okay. So Zoner Mary gives that a seven out of ten, and then Paper Friends, a nine out of ten, says that if we don't have Prime, we need to get it specifically for this and the boys, and to binge this. Um, it's yeah. So I've never heard of Paper Girls. What is that? It sounds like a comedy because it's got Ali Wong and Jason Manzukis in it. Mm. Amazon That's original. Good. Yeah, I'm interesting. Don't know. Okay, so good. Nice little recommendation from Zoner Mary. Again, you can read uh, her full uh, thoughts and reviews there of those properties up on the Zone Geek Out podcast Facebook group. Like and subscribe. Good job. You want to keep going with a host in there? No. Oh, yeah, I will actually because I don't have anything else to say. Um, okay, time for reviews and recommendations. Oh, why don't we start that off? Oh, with uh, Brian's 91 second mover review of the movie called Day Shift. Now, Brian, um, Day Shift, hey? Okay. <laughs> That's what they're ready to use, darling. Of the movie entitled Day Shift. And that's why you got to have that in the National Football League. And now, a zone at 91.3, 91-second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and... Action! It's no doubt one of those movies on which you'd finally hit play after several minutes of scrolling Netflix to realize nothing else can better help you pass the time. (laughs) And it does the job without you feeling the need to shut it off in the middle. So all in all, I'd say Day Shift is good. 
Okay, here, let me try to break it down this way. Day Shift is horribly unoriginal. The plot is not that interesting and fairly uninspired. Huh. I didn't really care about the main villain and the stereotypical villainous monologues that came with her, like an uber vampire who wants world domination. Great. It was overall pretty campy and sometimes came off like a parody of itself, but that's kind of what I liked about it and what made it entertaining enough. Huh. Day Shift stars Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco as a sort of odd couple pairing of vampire hunters. Randomly throw Snoop Dogg into the mix of cast members, what? and for me, with the three of them, this movie kind of finds some redemption. And where it's fully salvaged is in its ridiculous and incredibly entertaining action scenes. Huh. And luckily, there are a lot of them. The fight scenes are quick and chaotic, but because the camera doesn't shy away with cheap shaky cam tricks or extreme close-ups, you get to see pretty much all of the choreography, and the choreography is fantastic. Many of the vampire kills are hilariously brutal and creative, and there's this one action sequence that takes place in a house full of vamps that seem to go on forever, but yet I did not want it to stop. Wow. The movie clocks in at just under two hours, and you feel the runtime most in the moments outside of the action, but luckily there aren't too many of those. So while it sits right on the fence between a good bad flick and a bad good flick, Day Shift manages to deliver on what it promises, which luckily isn't that much. Cut! That's a wrap! Wow, interesting. You can find all of Brian's reviews at thezone.fm slash movies. Um, yeah, I'll admit, Brian, uh, no concept of this movie, didn't know what's going on with it or what it is or anything, and uh, wow, vampires. Never how, heard of it. How neat. Yeah. What is on Netflix? Uh, yeah, where is it? On Netflix. Yeah, it just dropped last Friday. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I saw, I remember seeing the trailer for it. We might've even brought up the trailer in like a previous pod. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. Um, and when I saw the trailer, I just thought, oh, it's like another, like Jamie Foxx seems to be doing a lot of these Netflix shows, movies lately. Uh, so it's just another one of those. Maybe he's got a contract or whatever. Um, but this one, yeah, it's just like the action's kind of cool. And and I like, like, say, Kirsten, you like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like the movements of the vampires and stuff where they kind of contort their bodies and stuff. That's like, it's like the real horror element. Mm. And that mixed with like action scenes, like action fight choreography is pretty fun to watch. Spooky. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Would you say it's a horror movie though? No, it's not a horror okay. It's more of an action movie. Wow, neat. Hey, remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Remember yeah, it was great. That? Hey, what happens to the vampires when they die? What? Because that's always a neat choice that filmmakers can make. How are they gonna? Um, this one, their bodies, like they don't, like not like Buffy, they don't turn to dust or anything like that. They just, they just die. Um, oh, that is a conscious choice because Jamie Fox, whenever he hunts these vampires, he collects their fangs for money, and different, different types of vampires depending on how old they are. If they're like really, really, really like hundreds and hundreds of year old vampires, mm-hmm. their fangs are more. Mm. So it makes his money that way. Mm. And so that that way, from from that point, like when you kill the vampires, uh, as a plot point, they can't decompose right away because he needed to have those scenes where he pulls their fangs off. Mm, I guess. I want something cool to happen when a vampire dies. Buffy ruined that for me, like in the TV show, when they just explode into <laughs> dust. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah, that was so cool. I, only in the first, like, two seasons. I think the CGI got decent in the second season, and so it looked really cool. And then in the third, I have a lot of thoughts about the dusting in Buffy. And then after that, they started doing this weird thing where, like, you could see the skeleton, and and then it, like, became right. too much, like, really obnoxious. But then the skeleton would just, like, it's not like bones would clatter on the ground. Then the, the skeleton would just, like fade away do you know what i mean like just disappear yeah. it was like yeah. it it was so bad in the in the second season the, the dustings are are rad and buffy something sweet's gotta happen like blood blood's gotta explode or something when you kill a vampire 
The best way for anything to die is like in Raiders. Like when your face just melts and then you see your skeleton. Yeah. That is the best and spookiest way mm-hmm. for anything to die. Oh, sure. That's how I want to go for sure. <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, Brian. Oh, tell us about Tales of the Walking Dead. Something that I'm very interested in. I forgot that I like zombies. I like zombie things. I grew up watching zombie things. And The Walking Dead, for the longest time, I felt was like, we're the, the the zombie show. We're the only zombie game in town. Nobody come near us. We're what's up with zombies. And that was fine in the first, you know, season and a half when we were all really pumped on this show and longer for other people. We're just pumped on this show. Um, but for most of us who dropped off of Walking Dead because of the like soap opera-ness of the whole show. Um, you know, we were left kind of without zombie entertainment or yeah, just kind of like more of a character show with zombies existing. Exactly. And and also like to be real honest, you know, it's like there's only so many times you can see a shambling ghoul take a huge chomp out of somebody's neck and still feel something about it. Right? Yeah. I feel it was like a little oversaturization with the constant ongoing nature of that show now here we have you know but i gotta say always the effects the monster makeup the everything about the walking dead has always been at a very high quality you got to give it up for their special effects department at at uh, tbs or whoever puts that out tbs yes no not tbs amc amc um so so now what we've been begging for on this very podcast, an anthology show set in the world of The Walking Dead, finally arrives. Brian, you've watched a bit of it. What can you yeah. tell us? That's quite the setup, and I will say it's pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so I've watched the, the first two episodes are available to stream on the AMC Plus app or whatever. If you just have AMC on on cable television then you may have only seen the first episode and the first episode is with is the one with terry cruz and olivia munn um which like coming out of the gate swinging hot with the cast there like that with the cast for sure i will say that that first episode was fairly underwhelming oh um I like Terry Crews and I like Olivia Munn. This is probably the first time they've been in a, they've been filming together since like they were both in the newsroom. Um, Terry Crews had a smaller role in the newsroom, but he, you know, I'm pretty sure they've had scenes together, but this was, uh, it was an, it was an okay enough episode, but the episode itself, like, like where it goes and even sometimes the acting as well, it it just, it didn't really grab me. It didn't really. Second episode, which I guess if you're just on AMC, you don't have AMC Plus or anything like that, you'll be able to watch it sun this Sunday. So I, won't, I don't want to spoil too, too much about it, but mm. it was far better. It was so good. Um, now, it's 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 one that stars Parker Posey and Jillian Bell. So there's mm. a little bit of a comedic aspect to it. Um, if... So if that's it, if you're planning on watching it anyway and you don't want anything spoiled, like it's not like I'm going to drop a huge spoiler because this is the episode itself, but like I would maybe like spoiler alert, don't don't listen to this part. But if you need a little bit more selling on this, um, the Parker Posey, Jillian Bell episode is like kind of like it's an episode that's done obviously within the universe of The Walking Dead, but it's done in the style of like Groundhog Day slash Happy Death Day, oh boy. where it, you're reliving the same day over and over. 
Wow. The, the difference is, is that Parker Posey's character and Jillian Bell's character are both reliving the same day over and over. And then they're realizing that about each other is like, you're in this with me. You know what just happened before we all died kind of thing. Hmm. And that all happens within this like zombie apocalypse. And it's so interesting. The really? first few minutes, you're just wondering, okay, what the hell is going on here? And then you realize what's happening. It's such a good episode. I really like that. I almost thought maybe they should have started with that episode because like that is such a cool way to 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 tell a story and to tell this story and to have it happen within the world of The Walking Dead where you like you already know the zombie rules so you kind of already know mm. what's going to happen and mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of like the the apocalypse and it takes place right at the beginning of the apocalypse where people are just starting to realize oh Atlanta is shutting down and mm-hmm. and is putting out statements and all that kind of stuff. Which is, yeah, which is neat and everything. It's just like, it, it already is a little, and just because it's kind of novel, I would say like the the fact that it's an anthology series is like, that's already a gimmick. And so this mm-hmm. feels like gimmick on gimmick. Kind of, but I think the, the thing about this anthology series, I think the thing that works with this is that because you like zombie shows, you like zombie tales, um, you already know the universe. You don't have to be. You don't have to establish, reestablish the zombie rules or yeah. whatever, and how this this kind of works. All they're be all, all they're really doing is telling a singular story, and this is just one way of telling a story and one way of of telling a story about these two people specifically, and not just about and about their relationship and about um, them as individuals. I think, and it just like the more you go through the scenes, the more you kind of get hooked in it. Like, like the more they're reliving that, that, that day and that time. Cause it's like that day sort of resets itself or it's like edge of tomorrow, I guess. Mm. It's like the day resets itself whenever they die kind of thing. Wow. Well, if you say it's interesting, I'll take your word for it. And I, again, the, the whole series itself, the whole premise has got me kind of captivated and um, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but you know, October rolls around and hopefully this thing finds itself onto Netflix and I'm in the mm-hmm. mood for something spooky. Like I'll definitely be checking that out. But yeah, the cast uh, for this, this, I guess it's a six episode anthology. They've got like Jesse T Usher who plays um, the quick guy on the fast guy on, uh, on the boys. Okay. The superhero that has super speed. So he's in one episode. They're doing an episode with Samantha Morton, who actually plays a major villain in The Walking Dead, but this is sort of kind of like a prequel of of her, of her character in The Walking Dead, mm. uh, like before she actually becomes the villain Alpha, mm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Danny Ramirez, who's in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, who plays Torres in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's, he's in this as well. Uh, and then Daniela Pineda, who was in... I think she was in like Jurassic World, and then she was also in, um, she she was in a few other things, and now those names are for are escaping me, but she's also pretty good as well. Sweet, so, yeah, okay, decent. Um, Art has uh, watched the uh, series finale of Better Call Saul, and um, he did do a tweet about it. So if you're interested in that, you can go and have a look on Art's Twitter. Um, Kirsten, anything you would like to add to the podcast at this point? No. Really? No. Not on the QG. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. What? I'll allow it if you've got something you don't want to No, I don't <laughs> got anything. I got to go do my job work now. Oh, okay. But so she does. I just, this, I don't know, this letter from you, you and we didn't get to read it all, but I just wanted to say again how nice this, this leaf was. And he mailed it all the way from Ontario, too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 
that was cool. It's really cool. Not only is the leaf from New Zealand, the letter is from Ontario. No, I know. That thing is globetrotted to get to us. Yeah. That's why. Don't are you in, in Ontario? Yeah. He's yeah. In, I thought he was from Victoria this whole time. No. No. That's yeah. so awesome. He's the one that told us about the Star Wars senators thing, right? Too. He tells us about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's in Ontario, the, the the which is really cool. So thank you again. That's so cool. Thank you for the gift. Yeah, it's really cool. I know That's he's awesome. he's talking more about how nice New Zealand is, and uh, I just want to go there. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really really kind. Yeah. I'm so glad he's found this podcast. I used to live in New it. Zealand. That's why I knew automatically where Matamata was. Anyway, nice. Kirsten James, Brian, uh, DJ Boitano, Zaslav. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Paul Bacino. You can find me uh, matching with She-Hulk on Tinder. Uh, thanks so much for listening to The Zone's Geek Out Podcast, episode 201. Um, uh, so, so long, um, f- f- friends and uh, true believers. I don't have a little out. I forgot. I Zip it up. Zapparoo. Zazlav. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.